0: Welcome into Duval Daily presented by JenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, February 21st. Got a couple things to dive into today for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jim Bob Cooter heading to Indianapolis to become the Colts offensive coordinator. Franchise tag window is opening around the league today, so we'll dive into both of those topics here on Duval Daily. like to remind you to hit me up on Twitter at Jordan You can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit up jenjag.com, pick up some new Duval gear. If you enjoy the content, please hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, uh, you can also subscribe and review. Really helps this show out, really helps the channel out, helps me out a lot. So couldn't be doing this without you. all really appreciate the support. Jumping into Jim Bob Cooter heading to Indy. Uh, Jim Bob was the Jaguar's Pass game coordinator in 2022, he will be joining the Colts as their offensive coordinator under new head coach Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles uh, um, over the last couple years and helped them help Shane Steichen help the Eagles really adapt their offense to Jalen hurts in the middle of the 2021 season. So a lot of respect for him, a lot of respect for Jim Bob who will be uh, an offensive coordinator once again in the NFL. He has held this role before in Detroit and Jim Bob's a heck of a heck of an offensive mind. In my opinion, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out with the Colts. What are they doing at quarterback? How are they fixing the offensive line doing other things? Is Jim Bob Cooter calling the plays or is Shane Steichen calling the plays? We'll see how all that plays out. But from the Jaguars perspective, Um, You're losing your pass game coordinator, the guy who it was his job to make sure all of the passing concepts were on point. And so, yeah, operationally, things will need to change in Jacksonville with no Jim Bob Cooter in the building. They also lost Chris Jackson earlier this year, Um, the wide receiver coach. He went to, to go coach for the Texas Longhorns. They brought in former Bills wide receiver coach Chad Hall, very well respected around the league, replaced Chris Jackson quickly, not sure what they're going to do here about Jim Bob Cooter leaving as the pass game coordinator. Are they going to promote from within? Are they going to just kind of re-delegate roles? We'll see how it plays out. Are they going to go find someone who they think they can can bring in and be the pass game coordinator here? It's going to be a, a more tricky proposition because wide receiver coach they are important, no, no question about it. But when you talk about someone who is conceptualizing the entire passing game like Jim Bob Cooter was to an extent for the Jaguars, uh, it's, it's a fairly big loss. And so you're going to have to reevaluate how you function operationally um, on that side of the ball from the passing game standpoint. And so does bringing in someone who hasn't been a part of your system make sense in that regard? I don't know. We're going to find out how, how Doug wants to play this, but this is the second year in a row that these two teams, division rivals in the AFC South have hired offensive coordinators from each other, right? Uh, press Taylor was a senior offensive assistant for the Colts in 2021. Doug Peterson hired him away to become his offensive coordinator. And, um, In 2022, I think Jim Bob is going to do really good things for the, for the Colts. As I mentioned, I think he's a really smart offensive mind, a smart, smart guy with quarterbacks and passing game. He's done this before. Uh, I think he did help the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence out tremendously. Again, what are they going to do at quarterback? How do they bolster that offensive line, pass game targets? That's going to impact the the impact that that Jim Bob is able to have on that offense in 2022. And is he going to be calling the plays? Excuse me, 2023. Is he going to be calling the plays? Is it going to be Shane Steichen? I don't know. Can't wait to see. Um, When you talk about... uh. Jim Bob going to the, the Colts, Chris Jackson going to Texas. Uh, this is a staff that's going to continue to get picked from, in my opinion, over the course of uh, Doug Peterson's tenure here. They keep playing offense the way they are, which they probably will be, quite frankly, because they have Doug Peterson, they have Trevor Lawrence, they have a lot of weapons. Um, it's going to continue to get picked from. And we'll see how it goes on the defensive side of the ball. They haven't lost any coaches yet. Uh, of course, they're... Their showing wasn't as impressive as the Jaguars' offense was in 2022, to be sure, but you could end up seeing some of those guys, if the Jaguars take another step forward on the defensive side of the ball, certainly be be looked at for some jobs, but, but I think the big one is going to be Press-Taylor. The Baltimore Ravens tried to interview him for their offensive coordinator job this year. The Jaguars blocked that move because it was a lateral move. Even though he might have gotten more responsibility in Baltimore with play calling, it was still a lateral move. They weren't trying to give him a a promotion and title, so uh, that's why the Jaguars blocked that move, but... If a team comes calling for Press Taylor and they're trying to make him a head head coach, the Jags cannot block that. And, and if the Jags offense continues to perform the way it did in 2022, or you know even take steps in in the right direction on that side of the ball in terms of becoming more consistent, not being as streaky and uh, and flashy. Um, I think Press Taylor has a really good shot to be a head coach in this league. I think he has a chance to be a good head coach in this league. He's smart. He communicates at a high level. I think he's able to teach at a high level. He's learned from Doug Peterson uh, over the last five or so years. Was a little break in there after Doug got fired in in Philly. But I think Press Taylor, if the Jags have a good year in 2023, I think you could pretty much much, uh, go ahead and kiss him goodbye because I don't think he's going to be Sticking around too much longer because I think he will be a head coach in this league. Good luck keeping him after 2023 if it's a good year. But congrats to Jim Bob Cooter because takes a step in the right direction for his career, right? You always want to be the guy on the offensive side of the ball if you're an offensive coach. Eventually, I know he would love to be a head coach in the league probably, but uh, for now, back in an OC role, I think it makes a lot of sense for the Colts, makes a lot of sense for Jim Bob Cooter. We'll see how it plays out for them. Obviously, not wishing him luck uh, in terms of winning the division and having that offense humming because that's going to negatively impact the Jaguars, but... We, we are fans of Jim Bob around here, and, and I do wish him personally the best of luck, even if I'm not going to be pulling for the Colts. All right, so the franchise tag window opening today, Tuesday, February 21st. It will be open through March 7th, about a week before the league year starts. So teams can place that franchise tag on players. The non-exclusive franchise tag is the most commonly used tag. You've also got the exclusive, the... You've also got the, uh, the the transition tag, excuse me. Uh, so there's a lot of maneuvering options here that the teams can use over the next couple weeks to try to get their roster in order to try to make sure they're not going to lose any of their top guys that they can't afford to lose. Trent Baalke, Jaguars general manager, he said the Jaguars are hoping not to use the franchise tag this year. They don't want to use it. Um, in 2022, the Jags did tag Cam Robinson, and then they signed him right before the draft to that $18 million per year deal. When you look at the Jaguars' current uh, free agent situation, their in-house free agents, who is... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Eligible who makes sense for the franchise tag. Again, the Jaguars said they don't want to use it. I think it would be wise to not use it for a number of reasons we'll talk about, but I do think the team has two franchise tag candidates you know in my opinion here right tackle Jawan Taylor he is coming off his fourth year in the league former second round pick had his best year as a right tackle as an offensive lineman as a pass protector was one of the best tackles in the league this year bar none Does he leave some to be desired in certain situations as a run blocker? Sure. But again, bottom line, he was one of the better pass blocking tackles in the game in 2022. So he's going to get paid somewhere. If the Jaguars and, and and Jawan Taylor can't work out a long-term deal and they do decide to go this route, it would cost them 18.2 million against the cap in 2023. That is a lot against the cap because talk about Jawan. you've seen i predicted him getting 14 million per year over like a three or four year deal uh field yates i believe it was a vspn projected him to get 15 million per year i would much rather ink him to a long-term deal than do the franchise tag because the jaguars are uh cap strapped not cash strapped, cap strapped. They have plenty of cash. They do not have a lot of cap. The franchise tag impacts your cap much more than it does your cash because all of that franchise tag, all of that 18.2 million is going to hit the cap directly in 2023. If you sign this guy to a long-term deal, you write a big signing bonus because Shad Khan's willing to do that. You can cut that, that, uh, 2023 cap hit in half and prorate that bonus over the length of the contract. So effectively, you're saving a lot of money in 2023 if you sign Jawan Taylor to a long-term deal versus using the franchise tag. I think the only other candidate is Evan Ingram, tight end, who had a magnificent First year in Jacksonville came over from New York, former first round pick. Didn't quite pan out for him in New York, didn't always have the quarterback play, the coaching, etc. Gets to Jacksonville where Doug Peterson's the head coach, a tight end whisper of sorts is Doug Peterson over the course of his coaching career. Evan Ingram has a career year, looks like he's going to get paid a lot of money, whether it's by the Jaguars or in free agency. The franchise tag for him would cost $11.3 million. Again, That's more palatable than Jawan Taylor, but that's $11.3 million against the 2023 cap. If you were to sign him to a two, three, whatever, four-year deal, let's say you were going to pay him $13 or $14 million per year, even though that's higher than the 2023 franchise tag, you're going to be paying more against the cap because, again, the entire franchise tag hits the cap. If you sign him to a long-term deal, you're going to be seeing half of that that number or or less in terms of the 2023 cap hit. And the Jaguars are strapped for cap space in 2023. They have more flexibility beyond 2023. It, the, the, their cap situation looks a lot better, that cap table in 2024 and 2025. And of course it does, because they don't have as many contracts um, for 2024 and 2025, and and they're going to have to pay players that are not currently being paid a lot, like Trevor Lawrence. But uh, for me, I just don't understand why you would want to use the franchise tag this year for the Jaguars. Again, a team that does not have any cap space right now. They're in the red right now. They're going to have to make moves. Um, they're going to have to cut some players to get under the salary cap. And if they want to continue to to uh, to improve their salary cap position, they're going to have to potentially... Um, Potentially, you know, write some big signing bonuses, restructure some contracts, and I just don't see how using the franchise tag fits into what their plans should be this off season. As Tr- Trent bulky said it, uh, so I'm not breaking any news by saying that, uh, or, or you know, providing a hot take right now. It just makes sense, right? C E N T S sense. Like the Jaguars, just financially, I don't think. Should be using the franchise tag again. I think they're about thirty million over the cap right now. They can easily, with cap maneuvering and roster cuts, get to twenty to thirty million in cap space. But if you went and signed Jawan Taylor after, that, I mean, not signed, but franchise tag Jawan Taylor in that situation, that's eaten up a bunch of the cap space you created. Evan Ingram, to a lesser extent, at eleven point two or whatever I just said, but just over eleven million. But still, I just don't think either of those would be super tenable from a cap perspective. From a cash perspective, sure, not a big deal. But from a cap perspective in 2023, I can't fathom why the Jaguars would want to use the franchise tag. And look, you can say, well, if you can't if you can't get a a, a deal done with these guys, you don't want to lose them, right? You want to keep one of them at least, uh, or keep both of them, franchise tag one, sign the other, whatever. I understand that line of thinking, but... I don't think that either of these players is so, so good that the Jaguars can't afford to lose them. I would rather have them. I think Jawan Taylor and Evan Ingram were really good for the Jaguars in 2022. Uh, I think from a culture standpoint and from a schematic standpoint, from a talent level, uh, these guys make sense for the Jaguars, but They don't make so much sense that you can't afford to lose them. There's going to be talent in free agency. There's talent already on the roster at the tackle position. You've got Cam Robinson. You've got Walker Little. If you go get a swing tackle, you could be in a good position. At tight end, the cupboard is pretty bare for the Jaguars outside of Evan Ingram, but great tight end class in the draft. And there's going to be other tight ends available in free agency. And You've got Luke Farrell, so you've got one tight end out of your three or four that you need For 2023, and obviously Luke Farrell, you don't want him to be uh, your featured receiving tight end or anything like that, but can he step into a Chris Manhurts role in year three in the league and be a a primary blocking tight end? I think Luke Farrell can do that for the Jaguars. Uh, I just don't think either of these guys, you have to keep them so desperately that you need to use the franchise tag. I just don't see it that way. I would love to know what y'all think. That's going to do it for today's edition of Duval Daily. Hit me up in the comment section below. Let me know what you think about franchise tag window, Jawan, Evan, losing Jim Bob Cooter to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo and let me know what you think. I really, really appreciate y'all tuning in here today, Duval, and hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,